shorts. All right, that looks and sounds a lot better. You want to give it a quick go? Yeah, check, check. Two, three, dancing. They're dancing. here and hopefully this thing records it is not it's not giving me the best signs but uh we'll just go and we'll, we'll mess with it along the way um we're here with the camp vibes podcast my name is christian and i'm here with a friend it's pretty late not that late <laughs> uh a friend of mine his name is matt england uh, and you are on staff at frontier ranch this summer currently yeah how's that going uh well it's Thursday of week one, so fourth day of campers, and it's going pretty well. Taking you want to know something naps. funny? What do I got? I just got a text from Rasmus' house, and the fire alarm is going off <laughs> at the lodge. I got to go over there. You have to go <laughs> over there now? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you want to hang tight for a sec? Yeah, I might change my shorts or something. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> uh, literally went to the lodge. Razzmatazz, one of our summer staffers, texted me. So the fire alarm's going off and uh, went there. No fire alarm. <laughs> what was it? Uh, I guess it was like some warning alarm or something. I guess Connor fixed it, so we're good. Um, great guy. Eagle Scout. All right. We're here with Toon Squad. Mm-hmm. Matt England. Yep. Um, how many summers you worked on staff at Frontier? This is my second. And how'd you get the name Toon Squad? Uh, well, uh, someone wanted to call me Sports Guy. <laughs> no. What happened was you kept calling me Gramps around camp. Yeah. And people started picking up on it, and all these new staff members were like, hey, Gramps. And because uh, you were like the cool guy. And people, the new guy. people follow the cool guy. And uh, so they were like, hey, Gramps. And then I was like, all right, if we're going to play this way, <laughs> then we'll call you sports guy. And uh, it's because every time we had a break, you were like, hey, man, let's shoot some hoops. <laughs> you and didn't like that name, though. I didn't mind it. You were kind of out on it. I was a little generic. <laughs> a little too, too broad. It was decent, huh? It was decent. Um, man, and... I forget, but it must have been like a half an hour naming ceremony for you. You were Four. the last, last name, right? Yeah, you left me till last. <laughs> probably, a, probably a mistake because at that point, everyone's over it. Everyone was over. But they're kind of like, Kermit was still engaged fully. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like your naming is like what happens every year. This year was crazy. So many names this year. But late names. Yeah, yeah. But the thing was like that year... Everyone wanted to try and name people all these, like, random names. Like, they tried to get the nonstick. Teflon. Teflon. They tried to get fart. Fast that was action awesome. response <laughs> um, So, like, that was, like, the year of trying to Just get me. the good names. But but Toon Squad came. I don't even remember the story. I Chicago, don't maybe? Either. Chicago. Bulls. Sports guys. Bulls. <laughs> Bill Murray met him once. <laughs> Did you really? No. <laughs> Never met him. I'm not good with mics. By That's the way. all right, man. Check. Um, so it's pretty late, dude. At least for me, camp camp standard time. It's almost um, eleven. You are heading to Chicago tomorrow. Yep. Uh, for a wedding, right? Yeah. So you're gonna crash on my pad for the night. 
because I, I have am. to give you a ride to the airport. 5 a.m. And you you technically have a cabin of kids, right? <laughs> well, more or less. I have half a cabin of kids because I'm co-counseling this week. Yeah, so uh, you have a junior staff in your cabin who happens to be over 18. <laughs> yeah. And uh, would have been hired as a counselor had he been able to be here the whole summer. I offered him a job, but uh, he turned me down. Yeah, he's uh, got bigger and better things. Yeah, he's got bigger and better things. So, so camp for us started this week, um, and this is your second summer counseling. Yep. And tell me about your cabin this week. Um, so it's split five and four of uh, buddies who knew each other coming in. Um, and then of the four group, there's one younger brother. So it's all going into six, mm. except for Fisher and Grady White. His name's Fisher and Grady? Fisher is the older brother. Grady is the younger brother, White. Those are some solid names. Yeah, they're great. I have some <laughs> good names. Caden, Fisher, Grady, uh, Talon, Hazen. Dang, man. Uh, Nico, uh, Ryder. Really? Some decent that's a, names. <laughs> that's a quality cabin some of names, man. California names for sure. <laughs> Not going to find that in, in this Michigan. I was talking to this guy who's one of our junior staff booths. Yeah, I love him. I was like, dude, tell me the differences between like Texas and California kids. Like, what's oh. the And he's all, dude, kids in California like have no manners. Like they they like I need this or I want this versus like kids in Texas are like, excuse me, sir, may I please have that, Mister? <laughs> uh, and every time he addresses me, he's always like, thank you, sir. Appreciate that, ma'am. Thank you, sir. And, you know, like, he's just very polite. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Very formal. California kids, man. They're all punks. They are. <laughs> uh, good cabin this week? Uh, decent. Couple troublemakers. Almost yeah. had a strike. Oh. Caden. Uh, he's a bigger <laughs> guy. He's uh Maybe let's pause, because this is how your sentence went. Almost had to strike. And then you pause and you all Caden. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe let's uh, <laughs> clarify that. We almost had uh, a, a kid in my cabin named Caden almost received his first strike of a three-strike Yeah, we have a three-strike policy, policy at Frontier. What yeah. did he do? Um, I wasn't there. It was at Pirates Playground. Oh, yeah. I heard about this with, with Uncle Rico. With and Uncle yeah. Rico. Apparently, he was just uh, misbehaving. <laughs> I wonder why. You, you set him up to squad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was being a... He's being a punk? Yeah, I give... I, give uh, I like to give my cabin a really long leash. Yeah. And, uh... You were telling me when we were off air trying to get this podcast recording, there's a counselor, his name's Nature. He's your buddy cabin this week. It's like nature, but neater. <laughs> That's right. And he's like, honestly, the nicest guy, an incredible counselor. Yeah. And we do this thing called hang time. It's like, uh... Hour long, like kind of flat on bunks time, rest period, like a, like just reset the kids a little bit. And uh, what do your kids do during this time? Uh, my kids are uh, jumping through the windows, <laughs> uh, jumping out the windows, a lot of peeing out on the cabin, um, <laughs> and uh, like a lot of bumps and bruises. You know, pushing down and around. Yeah, while you're where? Well, I'm uh, outside of the cabin in the hammock. Yeah, catching, catching some disease. <laughs> And what's Nietzsche doing? Nietzsche is in his hammock as well, but inside, centralized in his cabin, and facing, perked up, facing his kids. And and is our kids going crazy peeing out the cabin windows? His kids are um, 
allowed to be off their bunks for one reason besides bathroom, and that is to clean the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I love Nietzsche. If oh, I was yeah. a kid, I would have loved the, the um, like the, not uniformity, but like the... The structure? The structure a little bit. I don't know if I could have handled like just kids hitting each other with their sleeping bags or whatever. Really? I don't know, man. Like, I was a pretty wild kid, but I, like, wanted some structure, you know? Yeah. I wanted, like, I would have probably used that hang time. I would have just been like, can I please take a shower? I always wanted a shower at camp. Like, oh. I, every time I went to the pool, I was like, I have to take six showers. That's not a, that's, you wouldn't do well in Teen Squad's cabin. Dude, really quick. Speaking of pool showers, a kid pooped all over the floor and all over the walls, the toilet seat, in our pool today. Not in our pool, sorry, in our pool bathroom today. <laughs> Dang. It was gnarly, man. That's good for that guy. I had to clean it up. It was brutal. Um, so, why'd you come to Frontier? Uh, came to Frontier. My parents met here. Uh, and uh, Pops was a counselor. At Frontier? The- yeah. I didn't know that. I guess I thought they were more conference center people. Uh, no. What was your dad's camp name? He didn't, it was before. Mm. I don't know when exactly camp name started, but I don't think he, he Ever had that one. Yeah. He, I think he started off as a maintenance guy. Okay. And then he would bounce around and like help cabins if they needed it. Cool. This was like a long time ago. Probably uh, before the 80s, 70 something. Dang, man. Seven, he graduated high school 78 or 9. I always remember that because uh, Days of Confused. Great movie. And uh, I was like, did you, did you have to run or get paddled or whatever? Are you <laughs> paddling people? He's like, nope. Didn't do that. <laughs> like, oh, all right, okay. So how do you find, because your family's from, uh, not in Michigan, right? Where's your uh, no. family from? Ma's from north of Chicago, <laughs> where okay. I actually grew up in the church where the wedding will be this this weekend. This weekend. And dad grew up in Turlock. Oh, well, specifically Her- Hilmar. Old Hilmar, huh? Old Hilmar, the cheese capital <laughs> of the world. Um, so they met at camp? Yeah, they met here. Really? I didn't realize that. Um, just back in the 70s, huh? Back in the, yeah, probably early 80s, yeah. Well, um, and how'd they find out about Frontier? Just because the Hilmar the Cove? The Covenant Church. Big Covey family, huh? Big Cove, Cove Love. Well, you met Ma. Oh, I, I know your mom, man. We she, had uh, Fika at your house. Yeah, we had she she had Fika, and she'd probably rattle off at least 2,000 names that you'd never heard of inside <laughs> the Covenant Church. I don't think your mom knows this, and I'll reveal it to her on this podcast, but I am not a Covenant person, and I didn't want to tell her that <laughs> in the moment because I feel like I would have broken her heart. Yeah, she would... Uh, I don't know if you would have gotten a second... Second. Second Fika invite? Yeah. <laughs> Fika is, for those who aren't Swedish Covenant, it's like, I learned about it through you, but it's like a three o'clock afternoon tea time, basically. Not specific to, uh, like, a time. Oh, it's just whenever. It's just a yeah. gathering. Yeah. Like, uh, when I was studying in Sweden, we'd have it after the first class each day. So we'd have class at, like, 8 a.m., and then, like, 9.15, 9.30, we'd have a, like, 25-minute, 30-minute Fika. And the purpose is just, like, community, hanging out. Yeah, it's like talking, like, getting some coffee in, getting some treats in. So let me ask you, I don't feel like we really debriefed that fika because it was, like, last minute. You know, it was, like, the last day. And you had to go to work, I think. 
Yeah. I feel like you just let us, made us do all the talking. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was like, are you even here? Are you present in this moment? And Sully and I, James and I were like, it was like the two of us talking with Matt's mom and Matt just sat there the whole time. Yeah. Were you exactly. just wanting to gauge the vibes? No, mom, like, mom's a big talker. She loves to talk. She wanted to hear whatever thing was going on. And, you know, I'm, I like to uh, influence conversations a often, but not when Ma's talking. She calls you Matthew. She does. Is that like you're in trouble or that's just standard? That's standard. Yeah, she doesn't standard. really call me Matt. Okay. Yeah. But you go by Matt. Yeah. All the North Park homies call you Big Matt. Da- Big Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, there's a guy, Timmy Crumlin, who everyone calls Daddy. Really? And he's, uh, uh, you'd probably be a mix between Turf and Palmer oh. in terms of his body size. Yeah? He's Just not a, a big guy. A little smaller guy? A little smaller guy. We had a counselor the summer before you. Uh, his real technical camp name was Wrecking Ball, but he had told all the kids to call him Leonard. Oh. And then, like, his nickname that he would tell the kid, he's like, all right, Big Daddy's cabin, let's get, let's, <laughs> let's roll out, you know? <laughs> Is that, he came here last summer, right? Yeah, he did a little Devo for everybody. I would probably sleep, sleep through that. Yeah, he, <laughs> that's one of your problems at Frontier. Why do you do that? Late to bed, early, <laughs> early to sleep again. <laughs> Tired guy. Yeah, he would walk around camp and he would go, uh, he would say, like, Hey, all right, Big Daddy's out or whatever. And, and then you'd hear these kids. I'd be like, hey, who's your counselor? And they'd be like, oh, uh, Big Daddy. <laughs> Who the heck is Big Daddy? <laughs> so your parents, they met at Frontier. Uh-huh. And you got a couple siblings, right? Three. I'm the youngest of four. Youngest of four. So your sister, who I've only ever spoken to over the phone, Greta, she worked at Frontier. Yeah, she worked in 13, the year before you. Right, uh, and her camp name was Fika. Her camp name was Fika. Yeah. What a full circle we got here. Yeah, that's right. So she worked 2013. She clearly had a good summer, and it was awesome. And Yeah, she enjoyed it. What took you so long? To come? Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to do what uh, Greta did. Yeah. Fika did. Yeah. Uh, but then I was kind of, after junior year, junior year of school, college, I was like, I don't really want to go back to Michigan to work in a surf shop. Uh-huh. Uh, my buddies are all, like, either getting real jobs or had internships other places. And I was like, let's see what California's all about. Uh-huh. Let's see what this Covenant Camp's all about. Yeah. So, tried that. Or, tried that last summer. <laughs> so, you had never been out to California? I'd been to Turlock, and I don't think that's an accurate depiction of California. <laughs> that was definitely not an accurate depiction. Um, like what, what got you from kind of point A to point B of like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to work at this camp that my parents worked at, that my sister worked at, like what eventually made you go, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to get to the camp because clearly you avoided it for several summers. Well, I didn't avoid, uh, well, I went to camp at Covenant Harbor in Wisconsin when I was like seven or eight. It was called Kiss a Mosquito, or Kiss a Mosquito. Um, and so I think I was just too young for that, and got super homesick, and then didn't go back. 
and you just never wanted to work at camp until you were already like twenty one years old. Yeah, I never. I didn't want to work at. Well, I grew up in basically Mission Springs in Michigan. Right. But instead of just there being one week of family camp, the whole summer was family camp. And it's just all covenant people. All the names that your mom name dropped during our Fika time. Exactly. A lot of Rosenbaums and Sunquist and Ericsons and Jader Holmes. Or... <laughs> um, what was your first summer like here? Uh, it was good. I came in and made it my own. I didn't really let the uh, party come to me. I kind of more uh, just did what I wanted to do. You uh, certainly made it quite the entrance. I remember one of the first things you said to me was, Hey, man, I didn't bring a sleeping bag. That's pretty, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. I was like, okay. And then the second thing you said to me was, I also didn't bring my paperwork. <laughs> I was like, wow, this guy's a real real class act right here. Didn't bring it this, second, this summer you either. Didn't bring it this summer either. No. So you, you made it your own. Camp was your own thing. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? Uh, just uh, was myself. Didn't let anyone... I didn't uh, conform to anything, I guess. I mean, I, I followed the structure mm-hmm. of camp and worked off the Bible packets um, <laughs> as much as I could. Sure. Uh, well, you know, I messed around when I could. Tried to have as much fun as possible. Do you feel like you made intentional relationships with staff? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I don't... Uh, I think my personality is intentional, even though it comes off as just kind of... <laughs> not arrogant, but just kind of just like a goofball. He doesn't have a care in the world. Sometimes I feel like people don't know how to read you. Yeah. I think uh, you and, like, even Uncle Rico has it a little bit. Like, you guys are a little more deep than people think, but they, like, don't know how to read you. What do you, what do you mean by that? I don't know if it's an intimidation thing or it's, like, you're 22 now, right? Or yeah. you're 23 now? Two. And, you know, let's just take Nietzsche, who we talked about earlier. He was 18 last summer. Uh-huh. That's a three-year age difference, which is pretty significant. And I just think, like... More confidence as a 21... Every every 21-year-old has more confidence, right? Yeah. And so you just have this aura about you that's more confident than other people. And so you kind of feel more of the freedom to be yourself versus this, like, hyper-spiritual person. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, I don't think... I really don't think most people knew, like, why you wanted to work at camp. Mm-hmm. Like, because you never said anything to people. So no. nobody knows the layers underneath Toon Squad. No. Why do you keep that? Why do you hide that? Uh, I don't know. You can't reveal all your cards all at once. Then they're not, uh, they don't carry as much weight. Can we talk about this? Yeah, absolutely. So why did you want to work at camp last summer? Okay. Um... Uh, my dad passed away in January of 15. Right. Um, and so I struggled through a spring semester of really not wanting to, like, I was already struggling in school, mm-hmm. but then it was just like, well, 
don't really know exactly what I want to do. And I was at this point where I had to choose which road in school, like, to, uh, which specific major I wanted to go into. Mm-hmm. And so instead of making a decision and going with it, I just kind of, like, spread myself and didn't really go into anything. Sure. Just kind of... Probably your mind wasn't fully on school. Absolutely. And it never is. <laughs> never is. Never has been. So that semester ended. And then didn't know what I wanted to do then. No, I just wanted to get away or do something new. Because I didn't want to just stay, have another summer, just doing another job. Struggling through another job, almost getting fired for just not caring as much. Sure. And then... uh, Did you feel like coming to Frontier would have maybe been a step in the grieving process or a part of a healing process for you? Yeah. I Well, I guess just to get some clarity or, like, uh, experience something that my dad experienced. And did you get when that? When he was younger. Um, did you come in last summer with what your hopes were? Did you feel like you got some of that? Some part of the healing or grieving process out of last summer? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't really think so that much. I think it was good to just experience it. Yeah. And also, um, before and after, uh, camp, I went and visited my grandparents and aunt and uncle and cousins and, uh, they're in Turlock and that's your dad's side of the family. Yeah. That's that's right. Dad's sister and his parents. Okay. And so talk to them about it and about dad they all love him like yeah like more so there's more of an appreciation for dad than the other three in the family <laughs> maybe that's just because he's the one who isn't here anymore yeah but he was always just i don't know like they really liked him a lot and respected him sure for reasons i have no idea about but you felt that when you were there yeah, and there was, last summer, um, my aunt and I were just waiting in their, her pool um, and just talking. She's mostly talking. I was mostly just listening and being there. Um, and she just um, said how much, like, she appreciated just talking to me. Hmm. And it... Uh, like, she felt comfortable just saying what she felt or yeah. thought. And it's the way she said my dad was similar. So, in a way, maybe not camp was, like, what was the most healing. It was more like just before and after summer spending time with his family. But mm-hmm. you would have probably never done that had you have not come to camp. Yeah. Hmm. What was something significant you got out of last summer? Personally. Personally? Yeah. Um, I guess just uh, seeing how broken everyone is in some shame Uh or shape or way. And especially like Christian kids my age. Sure. 18 to 20. 
22 or whatever. And seeing how, like, especially, like, the the Lund brothers, mm. who are great, like, followers of... I interviewed Josh on here. Did you? Yeah. Buster Bagster. Mr. Figuera. Baggy. Yeah. Mr. Hot Stuff. This, the Lund train. <laughs> yeah, and just seeing how he's trying so hard and doing so many things right. Yeah. But has to fall short in other areas. Totally. And so it's cool... It was cool to see that, for my own reassurance. Um, and then just, you know, trying to help other people with my personality or just talking to people or being myself. There was this uh, this girl counselor last summer named uh, Yurgachev. Yeah, Paige. Yeah, Paige. Um, and she was having, like, a bummer week or something. Mm-hmm. Wasn't clicking with the other counselors. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe just run down from campers. And we were just chatting during one of the games, like, uh, bring me. I think yeah. we have all the campers lined up. And they have to bring some specific item to the other side of the field. Right. And uh, we were just chatting, shooting it. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was just talking about, like, I don't know, I'm just trying to be, like, positive and like smile to people whenever I see them like yeah. everyone we work around and she like I guess she told me later she's like it really like re-energized her hmm. and uh helped her out and I've had that I had a similar experience when I was kind of bummed out I think it was week six and a lot of people were not uh they weren't experiencing not experiencing joy but they were uh, showing joy hmm. pretty common thing that happens around week six yeah, the the week six lull and um, Nietzsche was sitting on uh, under the willows just writing pisfises, which is personal sunshine for staff, personal ray of sunshine, which is just like a it's like encouragement. No, Nietzsche's big into the pisfises. He is. He's good at it. Um, and uh, I was getting bummed out because everyone else was bummed out, and then Nietzsche <laughs> just is like joyful and happy. Right. And just totally kicked me back up. Yeah. So. You know what's funny is like if someone were to say to me like what's what's like the one thing you've gotten out of all your summers of working in camping ministry and I honestly would probably say something very similar of like everyone is broken and the more people I work with the more I realize that like my sin is no greater than other people's sin and their sin is no greater than my sin. And it's like, we're just broken people and we're called to do something impossible. And somehow we do it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and God uses all of us despite all of our flaws. Yeah. And believe me, you got quite a few of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, no, but it's like, I totally, that's cool. Like I feel at the end of every summer, I'm like, wow. There's a lot of broken people. Like, and you probably don't see as much of the brokenness as I do because I, I interact with people more on a daily basis, but, like, I see people at their worst, and it's like, man. And there's more confession you receive than I do. Or not confession, but, like, uh, that's why I'm, meltdowns. That's, oh, that's why I asked you earlier. It's like, I feel like if you were more vulnerable with people, a lot of people, you could let a lot of people in. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'll, I, I mean, like, I know 
you and Bagheera got really close last summer, Josh. Yeah. But I don't think you didn't get close until you started, like, opening up, you know? Yeah. And I think that, like, like how much does Nietzsche know of your story? He knows, yeah. I, he knows more than probably most of the other counselors do. Yeah. Just because we had the the two-hour trip back to Turlock. Cause That's he right. Lives, he, he lives, lives in Turlock. I'm it, just, I, I think you could... Uh, lead people in, in a little bit of your vulnerability and a little bit of like, I'm not saying share your story with everybody, but yeah, there's power in like what God's doing in your life. And yeah, I don't know, just take it or leave it, whatever. Oh yeah. It's something that, I mean, before we got on air, as we were in the kitchen having a nighty night tea, <laughs> I asked, uh, how vulnerable are we going to get? It's, uh, it's something that I'm not comfortable or, or familiar with the vulnerability you're more of the sports guy I'm more of the sports guy yeah. <laughs> I I'm definitely not that way either which is probably why I think you and I click because there's probably a lot of layers underneath us but like it's better to just keep it surfacy and more funny yeah. and what you were saying about joy earlier it's like man I just want to be as happy as I can be around camp say hi to people, high five people, because like, I, f- I think people feed off of positive energy at camp, you know? Absolutely. And you don't want to grump on your staff. That's like a real cancer to staff. Absolutely. And so there's like, there's a fine line between just being like a grumpy person versus like a person who's being vulnerable and going through like a really tough patch. Yeah. Um, and I think people just have to find that balance. And I've already seen it this summer. Like, had a couple meltdowns already and they're not like oh this person's just being grumpy it's like no this is a legitimate like this person is like really sad and dealing with identity issues and figuring out if they're supposed to be here or not you know Mm -hmm. i had a junior staffer tell me we were um we did this thing where we like went around with the junior staffers on tuesday night and asked them like what's one thing you're afraid of and everyone said pretty surface level stuff I don't want to say service up. Generic. It was. It felt like I think Could we caught him, we caught him off guard. Oh yeah. I'm scared to lead a Bible study. Um, oh yeah. You know, but one of the kids, Audi, he's a cool kid. Yeah, I enjoy him. He said, "I thought actually, I have to say this. I thought his name was because of his belly button, but not his car. <laughs> but it's uh, it's his he, car. He's he has an uh, an Audi." But, it's, but he has an any belly button? He's got an any belly button. He showed me. <laughs> Confirmed. So he said, in a moment of vulnerability, and most high schoolers don't do this, he said, I feel super inadequate being a junior staff. Like, I don't feel like I'm anywhere near spiritually where you guys want me to be, and it's, like, very intimidating. And I was like, wow, I wish more counselors would be more vulnerable because all they do is just, like, it's, like, People try and, like, fake it for so long, and then they just melt down by, like, week four. Like, I'm not this person, you know? Yeah. And it's just, like, I wish people would come in and realize, I'm just as terrible as the next person, and I'm going to figure it out eventually. Yeah. What's one thing you're looking forward to this summer? Um, I don't know. I guess I'm still resisting being vulnerable. Yeah. And I'm wondering when the... The walls, the dam's going to break. Um, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. We'll see. I'm actually very excited to get back to uh, Tommy Bakken's wedding. 
because he's one of he's a very spirit, spiritually aware uh-huh. guy, and I am less. Um, I prioritize that less than he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're in his wedding. I'm in. I'm a groomsman. Yeah, so I'm. Um, I'm very interested to talk to him and just let him know what I'm doing because he's just very. Uh, I don't know, he's just a good guy through and through. Yeah. Yeah, and if you get him, like, get him relaxed or not, like, relaxed, because he's always willing to have, like, a uh, heart-to-heart, but if you get him away from other people or other distractions, he can really heal or listen or yeah, yeah benefit other people. So you want to be vulnerable this summer? What about... Not to everyone. No, not to everyone. Yeah. But I think, like, there's some people, they, they got to see it, like, the other side, you know? Mm-hmm. And because there's a lot of wisdom in the old Toon Squad head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, do you enjoy counseling? I do when uh, I feel I can help. Because sometimes I feel like, uh, even like before we got here, I was like, "What am I doing here? Like I'm such a, such a bump on the log." Not a, what are we? What are you doing here at my house or this no, summer? This summer, like counseling again. Like I was like, "You really believe that?" Yeah. Is that because I always give you a hard time about mm. where your campers? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm de- I'm a, f- a decent counselor. <laughs> decent counselor. No, I'm d- I have my camper's well-being first. Uh-huh. Um, Do you feel insecure as about yourself as a camp- counselor? Yeah, it's just a spiritual leader. Mm, that's what it is. It's not about a fun guy counselor. No, I you don't feel do like that you're a spiritual sleep. leader. Yeah. Why? Just uh, blind leading the blind. Is that bad? Well, in, uh, was it last night or t- two nights ago when Tons of Fun said, uh, the enemy of the Lord, uh-huh. if you don't, uh, like, uh, believe, or not believe in God, but if you don't trust in God and, like, moving towards Him, you're an enemy of the Lord. Uh-huh. And I put off, like, being baptized and stuff like that. And I'm, like, I'm definitely an enemy of the Lord. Like so you think that being baptized is what then would make you non-enemy of the Lord? No, but I think the decision to be baptized and the commitment would uh-huh. make me not an enemy of the Lord. Do you understand the difference there? Yeah, but I don't believe that like baptism equals salvation. No, but I'm putting it off because I'm resisting. Mm. You're resisting... Really fully committing, diving yeah. all the way in. Becoming a Bagheera or a Nietzsche. Those guys are great. Yeah, absolutely. And, but I'm resisting. Why can't you be a Toon Squad? I'm trying to. <laughs> what What was your Bible study like today? Or did you make BB-8 lead? I, sh- <laughs> I, want, I resisted the urge every day. To, to have what was that. it like? What's, what's so hard about it? I've actually had a lot of... This week has been the best Bible study week I've had. It's week one. <laughs> more than last summer. Like yeah. Last summer I... So it's not... Maybe it's not blind leading the blind anymore. 
Maybe it's not. Maybe, the, maybe there's a little bit of growth in the old Toon Squad. Yeah. Minuscule. Minuscule. No, but uh, I guess after seeing the whole like big picture of camp last summer, mm-hmm. there's more clarity in my head. And I'm able to speak more. I, I Instead of doing uh, just the Bible packet last summer mm-hmm. and just going through reading the questions and trying to reach the goals, mm-hmm. which never were good and there's more, uh, more just crowd control in totally. the Bible studies. And this summer, it's more of uh, go out, hike for a while, get a little tired, sit down, be like, hey, dudes, we're being cool we got to go hiking mm-hmm. so let's just sit down and let's talk this out mm-hmm. and then so i get the what i've been doing so far is just like using the theme skit mm-hmm. trying to t- uh, remember that from the night before go from that and try and clarify it mm-hmm. for the kids and then try and use scripture not i haven't really used scripture that much and, fine. Tr- and try and uh, just clarify it and like adapt it to their life I think sometimes people feel like Bible say packets, like, I have to follow this. But I do Bible say packets because there's a lot of counselors that just are completely, they don't know anything. You know, they need some form of a structure. Mm-hmm. And I think clearly the way that you lead your uh, um, hang time in the, in the cabin is, is an indication of, like, yeah, this structure of a Bible say pack is probably not going to work for you as a counselor. Yeah. You know, but it's like, hey, helpful guideline but there's so many other things you can do to help these kids you know what I mean absolutely the outline's perfect for like the goals I was talking to Sandwich earlier the goals are great <laughs> Sandwich he's a good guy man he's I like a great guy. guy last night I, we had this kid he like could not find his counselor it was like 30 minutes and we're like Where, where's your counselor it was Sandwich and yeah. uh, not to not to embarrass Sandwich at all but and we could not find him because it was gospel night and all these cabins are spread all over the place. And Sandwich is like, his demeanor's the same. Yeah. Like, you don't know if he's angry or sad or yeah. just right in the middle. And so we, like, bring this kid up and we're like, hey, we finally find him. It's like, hey, Sandwich, like, we've got Tad. Yeah. And he's like, oh, <laughs> I didn't even know I was missing a camper. <laughs> I walked away and I was talking to one of our team C's who kind of oversees our counselor, Zook, and I was like, do we need to have a follow-up conversation or was he really scared and like his just monotone voice is like, yeah. <laughs> it was funny, man. Um, he's, got right. a, he's got a firm chest too. Yeah? Stopped him and uh, he's swimming into the uh, the swim test area and I was kind of holding back the dam a uh-huh. little bit. Yeah. And he was swimming through and I stopped him like, Put my arm out in front of his chest. Yeah. It's rocks, dude. <laughs> um, all right, so you were talking with Sandwich earlier. Yeah, um, and we are just talking about, like, the skeleton of the, the Bible study. Packet, yeah. How it's good to have the the big umbrella. Uh-huh. And then we can just piece together what we need or what might get... And specifically, I use, like, more uh, um, flow, like flow of consciousness sure type of Bible study where they are more leading it and uh-huh. I'm just trying to clarify right I have more like prompts there's other counselors like I'll sit at the stage and a counselor will be like 
just reading verbatim the words. And uh-huh. I'm like, I guess that works for them. You know, I mean, it. it's 250 kids, yeah. 75 staff. It's Everyone's different, obviously. But Yeah. Um, that was kind of how I was last summer. Yeah? More, more verbatim. You feeling like second summer you're more comfortable with yourself? <laughs> yeah. Like, leading a cabin in, like, anything non-religious... Doing a breeze. Easy money. <laughs> Basketball cabin. Easy money, huh? Easy money, dude. Ca- candy from a camper. That's right. But uh, just the... I didn't know where I was to lead. Mm. You know? You have to have that little source. So, the non-religious part of camp. Mm-hmm. You're a pretty well-liked guy. Fun guy. Around camp. Got a mustache. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> A mushroom. How many times have you been late this summer? Played to an activity or anything? No, just Devos. Zero. You've been on time, man. You gonna keep that up? I've noticed. I have literally taken account. Have you? You have not been late to one. How many? It's sitting right in front. Front and center. I sit right. You have been sitting right in front and center. But uh, I think you were in double digits last summer. It might have been. <laughs> might have been. Was this a new new tune squad? New attitude? We'll see. Yeah, I th- I'm planning. I'm hoping it to continue. That is a plan. And uh, next week you're gonna counsel because you're gonna come back from the wedding. Bobcat Cavern, two weeks in a row. The cavern to a unclean cabin. We'll see what the BBA what BBA has to does. Do about. <laughs> um, it's junior high week, and uh, it's fun watching you counsel, man. I hope you know that. Yeah, like we. You know, as directors, I think we always, we, we look at camp from afar and we, we, we want to like, we never want to pick favorites or like, oh, this person's better than the other. But we always will comment to each other and go, that person's doing a really good job counseling. Or like, that's what you want in a counselor. Every once in a while, I come up to you and I say, hey man, where are your kids? And the other day, your kids were, I was like, these campers were literally running through the wagon wheel. And BB-8 was working a kitchen shift. And I was like, where are your kids? Or where is your counselor? And they're like, oh, Toon Squad's napping in the cabin. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Like, they don't know when you're on break. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But uh, it's funny because, like, they laugh and they giggle about it because they find you funny. They like you. And so they're kind of, like, jovially making fun of you. But at the same time, they love that you're napping and it's fun for them. And yeah. Um, you have the natural ability, unlike other people, not, not necessarily this summer, but in other summers past to connect with kids. Like it's naturally, it's easy, mm-hmm. you know, like meals. Yeah. It's not, meals aren't hard for you to sit with kids. Yeah. Or are they? I, I don't think they are. No. But other counselors, it's like a really stressful, anxiety provoking time. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's like loud noises. It's insanity. You know, and you're just like, you just kind of embrace it and just laugh. Yeah. Um, I think you're a good counselor, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Decent. Decent. I try. Now we got Now we got to work on, we're working on leadership this summer. Because yeah. you are, we've talked about this, you are now like the senior counselor. People look to you and Rocky and Nietzsche and, yeah. and that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and you can choose to like embrace that. 
Yeah. Or just be like, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing my own thing. Yeah, well, it's good. I I, would, I was about to text you the other day during uh, Tons of Fun speech and uh, or sermon. You'd be like, hey, don't be afraid to press down a little harder. Get, oh, I'm, uh, gonna, I'm like letting you get your first week jitters out, and then I'll start pressing. Put Teen Squad into the vice and see uh, if we can make some, some diamonds. That's what I'm hoping for, man. Trying or, to get some diamonds out of you. Or if not, I'll just hitchhike on back to Turlock and... Some kooky people out there at Turlock. Kooky people. <laughs> um, what's like, we'll, we'll kind of close up here because we got to wake up in about five hours. <laughs> what's uh, one of your favorite camp memories over the last two summers? Uh, favorite camp memories. Could could be on the weekends, could be with campers. Yeah, I like, uh, I definitely like when the whole staff's together. Yeah. And at Sunny Cove, mm-hmm. or just walking around Pacific Avenue, hanging out with the other, just walking alongside other counselors or, yeah. And I definitely enjoyed a lot of times um, with Bagheera, one-on-ones, mm-hmm. yeah. Crying in his car or whatever. Yeah, you did? Yeah. What were you crying about? Just talking about pops and life. He loves you, man. He got he he. We we went to Chicago to, or not Chicago. We went to Seattle together, mm-hmm. and he was just talking about how much he loved. Like, I think you hold a special place in his heart. Yeah. And he told me like, because he's in a different role now, obviously at Mission Springs. And one of the things he said is like, I just I'm gonna miss those one on ones with the guys. Yeah. You know, like that was why he did that job. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't you do that now? You didn't let me be Team C. Or what do you mean? Why couldn't you do that now with some of the guys? Do one-on-ones? It's not like I didn't let you. It's just not the right role for you. Yeah. Well, you decided <laughs> not to do that, so you didn't let me. No. Uh, I think you're better in the cabin, man. Better in the cabin. There is no chance in hell that you're waking up at 3.30 a.m. to grab a pissed-on sleeping bag and uh, clean up barf. Yeah, it might, be, it might not be the best role <laughs> for me. <laughs> but you'll be glad to call somebody to take care of that stuff for you. Oh, yeah. So why can't you pull aside some of those younger guys and be like, hey, man, you want to grab coffee on your break? Yeah. I could do that. You could? Yeah. All right. I, I think you'd be good at it. I'll have to ask Buster what he thinks. Mr. Baggy? Buster Bagster. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate you chatting on here. Um, this was your second podcast, you said, huh? Yep. Sorry we couldn't go two hours. It's okay. Um, uh, actually, I wish we did, but... You want to go another t- another hour? Man, I got to go to bed, dude. I know you do, but... Yeah. We're at 48 minutes. It's pretty good. Yeah, you got to camp to run now. Well, I got to well, I got to do devos tomorrow. I was thinking about I don't even well, I know what I'm going to do. And then okay, well, can I process this? Absolutely. Dude, like I was going to do like real sermony type devos and then I was like I just don't know how well people respond to that like in the devo context of like a sermon with like some sort of cool analogy at the beginning. Yeah. And I'm going through my own spiritual journey in life, and um, I was thinking about 
reading through the gospel, um, like every week, like reading it, like say, here's the two chapters I want you to read. And I want you guys to share with one another and in a group and journal some things down. Like, what did you get out of it this week? Mm-hmm. And then next week, same thing. Like, what's something new that you got out of it? And the reason why is because I feel like the biggest thing that I noticed at camp this summer and the last four summers is, and I, I don't, it's not like a sweeping statement, like everyone believes this, but I sometimes feel like God is only real to these people, like staff, campers, sometimes staff, like it's, it's only real to them and only matters to them at camp. You know, like life outside of camp is, is not gospel centered living. It's like me centered living or like mm-hmm. I got school, I got friends, I got boyfriend, I got life, job, whatever. You got to become successful in whatever that way, whatever you think it means. Yeah. And it's like, I just really want to drive home the point, hopefully by the end of the summer of like the only thing that matters and the only saving thing that you have in your life is the fact that like Jesus Christ died for you and that should be the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And if the more you let it sink in, I think the more life change you experience. Um, but too often we're just like, yeah, I know the story. I tell my kids about it every week. And it's like, if you tell your kids about it and you know the story, why isn't it changing your life? Absolutely. That's my perspective. Well, let's flip it over to me and I'll tell you my perspective flip. and what I think. Yeah, go for it. That. That's part of the reason why I don't want to like, I feel, um, I don't feel good about being a counselor. Mm. It's because I've heard the story so many times, and it doesn't. It's not in. It hasn't found its way all the way in. Yeah, uh, I haven't fully accepted it. And I in camp are like purposes the the campers, mm-hmm. and priority number one is campers. Mm-hmm. And I specifically don't think that if we're gonna do these devos and go in depth into our personal, like, uh, walks, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to be able mentally or emotionally be able to do both as a counselor and as a introspective Christian. Hmm. Keep going on that. What do you mean? I don't think I'll have enough emotional energy. Unless you're getting fed back more. Did you feel like Devos fed you last summer at times? Yeah, I think it's a good nap time. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta work on that, man. Yeah. um, No, I mean, it's more piercing this summer than it was last summer. Last summer was more of in the motions, just robot type of time. I, I interview a lot of people, and I ask them the same question. Tell me the gospel. And... You'd be shocked at how many people don't know the answer to that question. I butchered it when you asked me. Yeah, but you were funny looking, so I was like, yeah, this guy will be all right. Yeah, Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not saying at 21 it's sunk in for me, but, man, I hope hope it sinks in by the end of the summer, you know? You got to know something. Not not you, but this staff. Yeah. And... I guess that's my hope is like if you read the same thing eight or nine weeks in a row, my hope is it'd sink in a little bit deeper. 
Yeah. I mean, that's my hope. I don't, I don't know if that actually happens, but... I don't think it... No snoozing. Well, you're not even going to be there tomorrow. No, I won't be there tomorrow. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I do think that if we did something sort of like a, a serial type of gospel message, mm-hmm. which, which your, yours is Friday, Yeah. Friday Devos mm-hmm. every week, I think that'd be great to, like, do, but I don't, I hate the, the, like, find a group and pour your heart out for 15 minutes, because it's Cause not you organic. Be, you don't want to be vulnerable. Yeah, and I didn't. <laughs> so, okay, so let's say we read through the same scripture every week. Is it journal and then share if you want? I think it's a alone time. You send off. Yeah. In my in my opinion, that's how I would do it. Because I, I chew things, but and it I, takes I, me I, a, a, a lot longer to bear for fruit to like be produced. I guess the one hope I would want is that every buddy could hear from one another of what new things they're seeing out of scripture out of mm-hmm. the same scripture yeah because some person might read and go oh, i didn't catch that this last time you know maybe i'll look for that this time yeah so maybe it is a long time and then come back and what you what did anybody get and you don't have to share you can keep snoozing yeah <laughs> is that would that be good yeah i think that'd be great to like absolutely teach the gospel because that is such a... I don't even uh, want to teach it. I just want them to get it. Someone's got to teach it? You got oh, Jesus did a pretty good job. It got written down by a couple couple authors. Yeah, but I how many people have actually learned it fully by reading it once? That's twice. why we're going to read it a couple times. Or 800 times, as a lot of Christians have. <laughs> and so-called Christians. Yeah. All right. I got a jet, man. I got to go to bed, man. We can pause this and uh, pick this up later. No, we're going to pause it. We'll do another one. Maybe it's when we come out to Chicago again. Maybe you, me, and your mom. Yeah, right. A little Fika slash podcast time. Yeah, right. (laughs) All right, dude. Thanks for being on. No problem.